So there's been a little bit of a misunderstanding with respects to how sources and resources are utilized within this show. So what I'm going to be doing is I don't want people getting the wrong idea. So I'm going to be citing as much as I possibly can in the video as I have always cited in the description of all of our videos. But just for the sense of transparency and to be able to support fellow people who write and contribute different material, I'm going to be citing and supporting uh, some different sources and resources throughout the coming videos. Uh, we're learning as we go, and uh, that's about it. So let's get right into it. So today, we're going to be talking about the Black Knight Satellite. Okay, now you may have heard of this, you may not have heard of it. It's a bit of an iffy proposal and theory, but it's still a little bit interesting. There's, a, there's quite a few factors to it, but it's, uh, it's being put in a playlist that we call the Cryptic Files because of the fact that there's so much to uncover about it, and there's some of it that is complete mystery, and then there's some of it that is complete truth. So we're trying to understand how we can formulate that in a way to be able to display it and show it to you as the audience. So, and I think we finally figured that out today. So there's roughly in the six-figure range of anywhere from like one to 200,000 satellites that are orbiting the planet right now. Now, these are satellites that have been put up by different countries, different nations for different purposes. Now, the interesting thing is that these satellites orbit either clockwise or counterclockwise. But the thing about the Black Knight satellite that stood out so potently, if you will, was that the Black Knight satellite was discovered back in, I believe it was the 40s. But the thing about it was that it was orbiting counterclockwise around the Earth. Now, with that being said, human satellites did not be able to, uh, did not orbit counterclockwise until the 60s. Okay, now there's a little bit, there's some factors in here that include Nikola Tesla receiving communications from this apparent satellite and things like this, and we're going to get to that. Now, this satellite is thought to literally be extraterrestrial, an extraterrestrial uh, satellite that has been orbiting Earth for roughly 13,000 years. Now, where that number comes from, I don't know. To be honest with you, I have no idea why 13,000 years is what they've calculated. And there's some that still say that this satellite doesn't exist. It's just complete BS. It's not even real. It's not, it's not legitimate whatsoever. Personally, I think that the satellite is 100% legit. I think that when it comes to objects that are orbiting this planet, unless you're, you're, you're part of NASA or some other type of uh, space program that gives you access to know what satellites are up there, and a lot of these satellites are classified, by the way, then you have no idea what's going on. And it's unfortunate because the orbit you would think in relative space and relative to everything else out there in the universe, you'd think that, you know, we'd have a good idea of what's orbiting our planet. But in a lot of cases, we actually don't. I mean, okay, sure, now as of recently we do because we've been focusing more on space and that. But overall, the last, say, 50 to 100 years, we never really had the best of ideas as to what was orbiting our planet. Right, And on top of that, you have different nations that claim different airspace. And so it's kind of hard to keep track of it. Then you have neutral zones, and it, it just kind of comes into conflict with a bunch of other laws. Right? 
Now, according to Gaia.com, while most man-made satellites orbit in prograde due to the ease and fuel efficiency of using the Earth's natural gravitational pull, like I said clockwise, the Black Knight satellite is set to orbit in retrograde, adding to its curious nature. But is it actually an alien satellite monitoring our planet? Or just a thermal space blanket like NASA has claimed photo evidence of it to be? Okay? Now... Let's jump into what this has to do with Tesla, Nikola Tesla. So, apparently, during the 1899 radio experiments, according to HoustonMuffin.org, Tesla was working on the technology for his Wardenclyffe Tower. Okay, and I haven't really done an episode on the Wardenclyffe Tower, but it was, it's similar to that of... Uh, of, of different operations that were then seized by the FBI after Tesla died. But anyways, he then noticed signals that were not of this earth. Now, let me note very quickly, sorry, that the Wardenclyffe Tower was a sort of free energy satellite, if you will, that, he were, that could send electrical signals and transmit signals out into space. But then he started receiving signals from outer space. Now, he believed it was coming from Mars. Now, there's been a whole conspiracy behind that, and I don't really want to get into that because it kind of delves and pushes away from what I'm really trying to get at here. Now, he believed that it was from Mars, and he tried to start communicate with, communicating with this thing. Now, as to whether or not he had actually communicated with this satellite and had been in touch with, say, extraterrestrial beings or anything of the sort, very difficult to tell. But many others do believe that the communications were coming from this Black Knight satellite. Now, the question then becomes, why would the satellite want to communicate with Nikola Tesla's uh, satellite or communications transmission device, if you will, or tower? The reason is, and I know it's, kinda, it's right in front of our faces, but it's kind of hard to, to, to figure out, but it was 1899. At least there were, there were no, at the very least, there were no human satellites in space at this point. So Tesla's there thinking, okay, what the hell is communicating with him? That's ultimately what it is. I mean, think about it. What, you would be in shock, too, if, if no satellites existed. You kind of made the first transmittable device or tower that can communicate with something out there through radio waves and all that, or electromagnetic fields, and then all of a sudden you get something that comes back to you. And you go, holy crap, like, where's this coming from? This is 1899. It's not like this is the 50s and the 60s where satellites are starting to be put up and maybe it was from this somewhere else. Maybe it was from another satellite, another human satellite trying to deceive me. Very difficult to tell. Okay? Now, the other thing, according to HoustonMuffin.org, is that there were long-delayed echoes heard by amateur radio operator Horhin Halls in Norway in 1928. And then Stanford professor Ron Bracewell proposed the idea that these echoes were an alien satellite picking up radio signals from Earth and rebroadcasting them back. And some speculate that the Black Knight could be this theoretical transmitter known as a Bracewell probe. Okay, then in 1973, a gentleman by the name of Duncan Lunan examined these signals, concluding that they were too strong to simply be echoed radio signals from Earth because there was a theory that the radio signals were sort of being echoed out into space and then kind of bouncing back in some form or another. Okay? Duncan Lunan also 
translated the signals and found a map of Epsilon Buddhas, a binary star in the Buddhist system. Now, this is what Mr. Lunin concluded as to whether or not these signals were being transmitted through the Black Knight satellite and then coming down to Earth, we don't know. Or if it was just direct communication and the satellite had nothing to do with it, that's very hard to say. But then, in 1954, there were news reports that claimed the U.S. Air Force had discovered two satellites orbiting the Earth, with the first man-made satellite, Sputnik, not launching for another three years. And then the Venezuelan Communications Ministry also noticed their presence a few years later while tracking Sputnik, which was the first satellite put into orbit. The ministry noted that these satellites were moving from east to west in retrograde orbit. And there were very few satellites in orbit at the time, and none would have been in retrograde or what they call retrograde polar orbit or, to simplify, counterclockwise orbit. This wasn't achieved by man until the 60s. Now, typically, this is, some, this is ripe for conspiracy theories, but what we have to do is we have to get down to the facts. Okay? Now, what we're going to do here is we're going to cite some work from astronaut Gordon Cooper, who said, in 1963, while orbiting Earth... Cooper reported seeing a glowing green light ahead of his Mercury 9 module, and he reported it to the Australian Space Command, who were able to track it. Then, when Cooper returned to Earth, he was suddenly not allowed to talk about this light, or this satellite. And it was officially reported that he had suffered hallucinations from an excess of carbon dioxide in his cabin. I'm going to call BS on that. If, and I'll tell you why. If you're an astronaut and you're being put into space, especially, or at least in Earth's orbit, especially in the early 60s when the U.S. government was investing so much money and time into the space race, being the fir landing the first uh, man on the moon. Now, yes, things can happen. People, everybody's human. You can, no matter how much money you put into a project, everybody's human. They can hallucinate. They can have health issues. But the training these people go through, you don't think this would have been detected prior to him being launched into orbit? It's a little bit ironic. And I mean, we also have to consider the fact that even in today's day and age, when you take a look at, for example, the ISS live feeds through the International Space Station, the NASA live feeds, the Google Earth live feeds. Why are so many things cut out, blurred out? NASA live feeds are cut suddenly, or constantly rather, being cut off. All the time this is happening. All the damn time. So it makes you think, what is going on up there that they're not telling us? And I think there's a lot between the U at least in today's day and age, between the UFOs that they that they're they've reverse engineered and created on their own, between the ships that the US military and other possible world governments have created, between the proposed space race that's happening. And there'll be an episode coming out on that soon, by the way, about uh, that being revealed in some government official emails talking about the space race and, and different extraterrestrial beings and all that. And um, between all that stuff, it's very hard to say that this guy, astronaut Gordon Cooper, suffered 
through uh, with hallucinations and what have you. Now, keep in mind, after he retired, astronaut Gordon Cooper often spoke of, according to his friends, often spoke of attempted government cover-ups regarding UFOs and unexplained activity. The thing is, is that this so-called Black Knight satellite has been photographed. And if you already clicked on the video on YouTube, if you're watching the visual aspect of this, you've already seen it because pretty damn sure I either put it in the thumbnail or I put it in the video here. So regardless, whether it's alien or not, it's something that's been orbiting this planet for God knows how long. Now, it, clearly it seems to be harmless, but you know especially in the early 60s when NASA says, listen, it's nothing, just shut up and, and that's it. You know something is going on there. Okay? That's ultimately what it comes down to. So, what I want to do now is I want to cover a couple different things. First off, I want to talk about NASA's Black Knight satellite explanation. So, and I want to get more into that because I just want to show you what kind of BS is being pushed by NASA when it does not suit their narrative. So according to Gaia.com, there are several pictures circulating the internet of what is thought to be the Black Knight. These pictures, according to NASA, are images of a thermal cover dropped during a spacewalk or during some type of extravehicular activity on the ISS. During this expedition, one astronaut purposely finished his mission early and was asked to cover the space station's trunian pins with thermal covers. The astronaut was then asked to complete this as a free-floating task despite not having the cover properly attached, inevitably losing track of it as it floated off. When asked later which pin he lost the cover to, he said he could not remember and that he was too upset with himself to think about it. NASA maintains that the photographs most people point to as evidence of the Black Knight are images of this particular thermal cover. There's also a video of the astronauts inside the space station filming and photographing the cover as it floats off. Now, look, NASA might not be lying. Okay, this might be some wacko conspiracy just made up out of nowhere, but there's too much evidence on the contrary to, su to suggest that this was just some type of thermal issue because let's look at the timeline. 1899, the beginning of the 20th, going into the 20th century, we got boom. We got Nikola Tesla discovering something. And then after when he passed away later in life, the FBI seized all of his work. I've already talked about that. Then, next thing you know, boom, we're going to skip a little bit to the 40s and 50s. They're putting satellites up in space. Okay, World War II helped with a lot of that innov innovation. But they're putting it up in space in a clockwise motion, not counterclockwise. Because at the time, the only way they could do it was clockwise because of the fact that it helped with the propulsion and the controlling of the satellites. And then, boom, in the six, early 60s, late 50s, early 60s, what do we have? We get the U.S. talking about going to the moon, investing 10% of the country's GDP, annual GDP. 10% of the money made was going into the space race. This was when Kennedy was, JFK was the president. Then all of a sudden, NASA says it's nothing. This, this supposed satellite is nothing. There's too much evidence to, 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 to say that it was nothing. That's my personal opinion. But we also have to remember that this was the 19... This was 
okay, fine. This spanned over a 60-year period, uh, granted. But between the year 1899 and the early 1960s, it was still easy to cover things up. Anybody, anybody who's listening right now or watching right now, who's old enough to have lived in even the 70s, 80s, and 90s, know that just in general, as you're going about your life, it was much easier to get away with things back then than it is now. Simply because there was, I mean, okay, yes, there was less surveillance and things like that, but that also means that it was much easier for governments to be able to cover things up. Very simple. Much easier. Because at the time, it was, it, there was less surveillance, there was less communication, no internet, no social media, nothing to check to say, hey, is this bullshit or not? Very, very simple. So all the government has to do is deny it, and that was an era where people trusted the government more than they probably should have. Now, yes, you can argue the government may have been a little more honest at the time. I mean, that's still up for debate. But ultimately, something was going on up there. Now, the problem is, is I'd like to talk more about what this supposed black knight satellite is made up of people have said these people who have come close to it who have been whistleblowers like astronauts in the orbit and all that have said that they've seen it looks more like a very old metallic type of rock or something like this others said it looks more like a meteorite that's just kind of caught floating around so it's very hard to say astronomers who've looked at it who were silenced by the way were about to come out and talk, say what it was, but then all of a sudden they got silenced. And then all of a sudden you find out later they're working at NASA or they're working at, uh, they're working at uh, Lockheed Martin, which is a private company that develops advanced spacecraft, but Lockheed Martin's been known to be involved with all classified government projects mainly. Um, so it really makes you think. It really makes you think. So... Again, I really wish I could go more into um, into more detail. But, again, there's been some movies made about it. There's been some magazine articles written about it. But, it, ultimately, as of 2015, it's still been reported that it's, that satellite is still up there. So, let's, uh, let's see what happens because... Ultimately, at the end of the day, if it's still there and it's been there for supposedly so 13,000 years, give or take, I mean, listen, if it wanted to do damage to us, it would have done it by now. So we can only speculate so much unless we ourselves as public people have the ability or the technology or the resources to go up there and, say, investigate this satellite ourselves, we won't know. And, and that's another thing, too, I want to mention, by the way. As things become, as space becomes more commercialized and more available to the public and technologies become more accessible for us to get into space, which may not be anytime soon, but say, you know, 100, 200 years from now, uh, when you can go into space, like, as, just as easy as you can go uh, take, a, uh, take a, a, a trip on a yacht or a boat cruise or something like this, right? When it becomes that easy, I feel like there's going to be extreme limitations as to what parts of the Earth's orbit you can go into before you launch yourself into space or something like that. I mean, for example, Virgin Galactic's talked about giving space tours, okay? And I think that, or, or tours where you kind of go up into the Earth's orbit and you come back down after a couple hours. For example, I think that 
companies like Virgin Galactic or SpaceX are not going to be filled in entirely on such classified information, especially as things become more commercialized over the long term. But I think ultimately what will happen there is that they'll be told, listen, we're not going to tell you why, but you can't fly at this part of the globe. You can't fly at this part and this part and this part and screw you. It's classified. We're not telling you why. Just like, and pardon my profanity, but just like when the, in the movies when you hear the good old saying, fuck you, it's classified, I feel like it's going to be that same thing. So even if we get more access as public people and as private citizens into commercialized space, there still may not actually be the ability to see it or get close to any of these kinds of things. Because people don't realize, by the way, how many satellites are up there right now. People don't actually realize how, many, how much junk is up there. Okay, so let me know what you guys think about the Black Knight satellite. Let me know if I missed anything that was of particular importance, and we will catch you next time. Peace.